I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Michael K Show. I don't think the Jason Kelsey thing is all that cute. No, I didn't like it either. man. The guy is obviously inebriated. He jumps out of the window. I don't get what's so great about that. It's funny. People go crazy that, you know, Taylor Swift is surfing in the booth. But not as many people are upset that he did that. I was more annoyed. Give me more Taylor Swift. I thought Taylor Swift had a bounce back night last night. (laughs) Really? I thought Taylor was very cute last night. Well, the first time they showed her celebrating, she looked like sincerely, like, really happy and, like, hugging and normal and then when Pacheco scored and she was like chanting Pacheco I actually was like oh she's now truly on board and then I know you love your brother I don't know that he has to wear like chief stuff the Michael K show on 98.7 ESPN I'm thinking about that the Eagles are out of it what's the big deal if he's wearing chief stuff I don't like it why? I just don't like it. Because he doesn't like it. If I if I if he was on my team, I would say don't wear anyone else until except my team. I mean, you played them in the Super Bowl a couple last year. Right. He wasn't wearing Chief stuff then. I I don't know. I don't. Would, would it? Would it? Oh. Well, his contract with the Eagles is over. So Whether let me, he's retired or not, it's over. So let me ask you about. Let me just take reverse here. You would be totally good with a New York Yankee. Mm-hmm. Moments after the season ends, right? Wearing a Red Sox hat to support their brother. Yeah, you're full of it. I would. You're right up. Right well, up. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nonsense. Wait, there's a difference. Uh huh. He is. His contract has ended. Okay. He's not. It's not like he's, he's in the he's, middle of a contract. This but, is his brother. But he's a forever eagle at this point. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame as an eagle. Okay, and he's a he's this, a he's a Super Bowl it's, champion. It's not like he. It's not like. You know, you'd have a little bit of a complaint next year, like if if the if the Chiefs and and Travis hasn't retired, the Chiefs are playing the Eagles, and he decides the, to to wear a Chiefs jersey. Although I wouldn't care about that because blood is thicker than water. Despite what Dave Rothenberg says, he's got to root for his brother more than he does his organization. I don't see a problem with it at all. Listen, am I saying that he, I would have him, you know, kicked out of the church? No, I'm just saying I found it a little eh, a bit much. I mean, we sat here and gave A-Rod such a hard time for wearing a, a what was it, a Yankee jacket, Don, to a game? Well, yeah. Wow. I, I, I'd have, I find this much more annoying. Interesting. It's odd. It's just odd. I don't know. It's not, right. He's not wrong. I, I hear what you're saying, Michael. It's just, it's odd. Yeah, I, w- I would rather you wear a shirt with a picture of your brother on it. All right, so let me ask you a question, Don. Uh, you work here for ESPN sure. Radio, right? ESPN mm-hmm. New York. Uh, and you go to a big event that your brother's holding for SiriusXM, and you wear a SiriusXM shirt, would you be like betraying ESPN New York? It would hit the same way for me. It would be odd, so I wouldn't do it. It would be odd. Because now there's pictures of me with serious stuff on, even though I work at ESPN. It would be odd. Mm, okay. Now, now, would I be wrong? Did I violate some... Did I break some sort of a try? It would just... You don't think it would look weird... If there were like pictures in the paper and on social media of Don like dressed in like serious stuff, now busted open stuff, you know, different story. Like uh, you, you know, Don. Like I, I would never make a bet. We make our little funny, little silly bets where I right. have to wear a Met jersey or a hat because I think that would be an awful look. If I wear a Met jersey or a hat, it gets immortalized in a picture and is always there 
on the internet forever. Why is the Yankee announcer wearing that? Now, if Charlie ended up becoming a Met and I remained the Yankee announcer at that time at the age of 80, I'd be wearing Met paraphernalia all the time when I wasn't announcing a game because blood is thicker than water. Yeah, but I, but, but it was last year that he played them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that was last they year. They lost to them last... Like, if you're a fan of the Eagles, you still hate... This is the same team that beat you a year ago. I don't know. There's just a... feels like there's a way to support your brother. Everyone knows you're rooting for your brother. I, but listen, the whole act was annoying to me. I mean, I know everyone loves Jason Kelsey, and he's supposedly a lovely guy. I'm sure he is. I, I The clips he played from his the, the, the Heights podcast, he sounds super talented, like a great talker, and a lovely dude. I found last night's general act to be annoying. Now, and I, w- I would lean toward that, but not not the fact that he wears chief stuff. No, I'm just adding that to the mix of general things I found annoying. Big music news. I don't know if you guys heard this. Let's see if I care. Billy Joel is going to release his first new music in decades, a song, a song called Turn the Lights Back On. That will be February 1st, the day before my birthday. I think he's doing it as a gift. Turn the lights back on. Is this a play on lights? Seeing the lights go out, go out on Broadway? I don't know. We'll have to hear hmm. the song, right? That's a nice, nice spin by you. I mean, you've this, done this before. Yeah, they don't so give this the job is what, a chance. Uh, they, they, I heard thirty-one years, so it was I guess ninety-four, yeah, ninety-five. He, he swore of ever doing any more new music. I don't know why he did that, but maybe that is interesting, right? They don't usually stop. Yeah, he stopped cold. His River of Dreams is his last album, right? I love that song. I believe so. And I think what he's done is he's writing concertos. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard that. I've I got to I, I gotta say this, since we're talking about Sirius, and I, it's only temporary, but the, one of the temporary channels, the Billy Joel channel. Oh, I heard about this. Someone told me about that the other day. There are bands and artists that have their own channel, and, and, and Billy's is only temporary? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I love that you bring this I, up. You know, listen, I, and, uh, I don't want to ruffle feathers, my wife too. I, I, I think Tom Petty's amazing. But I, I'm g- I don't need a Tom Petty channel. Petty has a channel. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather be dead. Right. But oh my <laughs> God. No, but the, but the, I'm sorry. The man well, has Peter a bad Rosenberg voice. said that. Peter Rosenberg says Tom that, Petty is a great artist, with and a bad I do voice. not co-sign it. Despite <laughs> he has the a bad fact voice. My name's on the show. I, 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 he's incredibly talented. I love the songs of his that I love, but a whole yeah, channel's yeah, a but, bit no, much. But I, Nancy puts it on, and I find most of it to not be very good. Sure. Because you, you really, when you have your own channel, that means you have to have like literally hundreds of songs that everybody loves. Billy's got that. Uh, Bruce has it. Billy doesn't have hundreds. But yes, you, he does. But no, he doesn't. It, but all right, maybe I'm, I'm as big a fan as there is. You know, maybe no, I'm exaggerating. So. But there's you probably he could fill a day. You you I, probably I, here's here's what I'll say. All right, because I, I I did exaggerate because that's a lot. He's, he has, right? he has like eleven he, big albums with like eleven songs. All right, so a hundred ten. And then probably has a hundred songs that you know. It's all a hundred songs. That's that's gonna be that's that's like eight nine hours. Right? Okay. But they and pull it, this act all the time, Don. Every year they give you Billy Joel channel yeah. for three months and then they take it away. So who else? Who else on the list of people they do they have channels? The, the Grateful Dead channel, which I get. It's not, not my for cup me, of tea, but I get. It. But there are people that love it. Kelly Clarkson has a channel. But oh, but hold on. Bruce has but, a channel. Hold on, hold on, slow. <laughs> the Kelly Clarkson channel, though, that's not just music, right? That's like her programming the channel. I assume she's programming the music. But it can't be yeah. that it's Kelly Clarkson music, right? They? There's just not enough material. That, that doesn't make sense. Uh, e Street Channel, uh, right. Beatles Channel, ma- yeah. Beatles, Beatles Channel, channel makes, makes sense. sense. Got it. Um, Pearl Jam. 
Kevin Hart has I mean, a channel. Well, hold on. Hold on. Michael, you know, can you just stop ruining the game? But the thing with Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam has kind of a Grateful Dead feel. They have a huge following. And what they, they do. They don't is, have enough music either. But they, they do play a lot of, like, concerts from different Got places. It. That same thing with the Grateful Dead channel. Like, but, so but real they quick, do that. But real quick, they couldn't. You couldn't mesh a Grateful Dead sort of fish channel, like a jam band. They have a jam band channel also? I don't know. Is there a James Brown channel? But there should be. should be a, there there should is be not a, a James Brown channel. There should be there a James Brown channel. channel. There's an Elvis channel. And I'm Pearl first. Jam is channel 22. It's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. One local in action tonight in the pros. The Devils host Vegas with a puck drop at 7. That's know. game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cast matured Irish Whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew. Try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during uh, tonight's action. Glass up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Um, if this was said on, uh, I'll just say, on the fan... Uh, they'd be putting posters up. But Don predicted that if any of the three teams lost that we gave game time about last week, that their coach would be fired. And the Islanders lost, and Lambert was fired, and they hired Patrick Waugh. So congratulations, Don. You nailed it. Jock Vaughn uh, beat the Lakers, surprisingly, and then lost a double-digit lead to the Clippers, or they would have had two big wins. They ended up losing that game. But he did get the Laker win, so he saved his job. So, Don, good call uh, by you. Yeah, the Devils, Nets, and Islanders were all playing on Friday. And I said that if one of those teams loses, the, the, a coach is going to be out. The Islanders lost in overtime to Chicago, and Lane Lambert was out. And Patrick Waugh, Leave it to Lou, man. He has the way of doing it. He loves the old Montreal Canadian stuff, so he, that that makes sense. And it's a coach that is very, very high profile. Say what you want about hockey. This is the highest profile coach in New York now. It's Patrick Waugh. It's a Hall of Famer. And he's going to hold players accountable. They won their game last night in overtime over Dallas, came back from 2-1 down to do it. And when Lou thinks he's got a chance to do something, he's not afraid of hiring. Got Larry Robinson he hired, um, Jacques Lemaire. Um, he's he's gone the Montreal route before and see if it works the way it did with the New Jersey. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, good call by you. Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to um, Henry in Connecticut. Hi, Henry. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. What's up? I, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to pick up on something that Don was mentioning earlier about the use of analytics and some of the decisions that were made over the weekend. And, uh, of course, I don't have any insight into this. I'm wondering what you guys think. But it would seem to me that that trend will only get worse. I agree. To the extent that these teams pick up on artificial intelligence now and the power that artificial intelligence, how it's going to be applied to sports, to, you know, not just football, but baseball as well. But... It, I, I think it's. I, I think it's just going to move further in that direction. Just wanted I think to get your thoughts. AI is going to change the world. Thank you for the phone call. I mean, same thing with medicine, surgery, stuff like that. So you know, the people have invented something that's smarter than people, probably. So I'm sure that that will that will play a role in all of this. Absolutely. No. But it, it, there's a there's a, a kind of laziness to it though too. Like I understand in certain things it's more efficient, it's an it's an easier and in some ways cheaper way of being able to solve a problem. But in sports, Michael, it, it's leaving out a major portion of the game, and that's desire and passion and momentum and hot and cold and all the things that they don't believe exists. So there's no more feel for the game anymore. And also the reason I think it's used in sports 
is it's easy, efficient, and it gets you off the hook. Hey, that's what the number said. I went for it on two because that's what the number said. You know, you know I was thinking about when he went for it on two. Would Parcells listen to the numbers? Or would he just take the feel of the game and run with it? Right. That's it. Just get the feel of that moment, the feel for your players. And I and I and I really believe it's this way in baseball. It's an easy scapegoat. And you want to criticize them after the game. Well, you know, that's what the that's what the numbers tell us to do, so that's what we do. And God, football all sports have a feel to it, but you know, football, there's the momentum, there's the weather, there's just the, the conditions that matter to me that numbers can't answer. Numbers can't tell you the kind of momentum that that the that the Lions were able to pick up from stopping that two point conversion, or what the 49ers were able to gain from the Packers going for it on fourth and one instead of settling for three. Like there's certain things that it, you can't take into account with the numbers that I still think have a major effect in the game. I agree. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. But you know what? We are, we we are past that. Yeah. But uh, they have sold their souls to numbers. Baseball's already done it. Uh, the reason why you see um, seventy three pointers in a game is because basketball has very quietly sold its soul as well to analytics, and that's just the way it is. But the numbers tell the story. There's no soul to it. But here's the thing with the three. All right, that makes sense. I guess. Right. So. Hey, three points is worth more than two. These guys have have learned to be able to hit these three-pointers like they're foul shots now. No big deal. Baseball, the idea is to hit it where that person is not. So if they've come out with some sort of a calculation to where I can strategically place somebody, a ball where it can't be caught, or a person where the ball can't get to the outfield, that makes sense. But in football, Michael, I could diagnose the play, but the passion and the strength and the moment of that player could still make it work. I could still run through the tackle. I can't hit the ball through the player unless he makes a major error, right? In the basket, I'm going to take the shot. I'm either going to miss it or I'm not. But in football, I might have the play diagnosed. It's not Madden, where if I diagnose the play, it's going to be a loss of five. I still might be able to make that that tackle or miss. I might still be able to be strong enough to push him forward and get the first down to where the defense worked, but my passion, my moment, my strength still made it work. That goes beyond numbers. I agree. I, I I wish I could debate you, but you're absolutely right. Let's go to Ty in the car. Ty. Ty, Ty. Hi, can you hear me? There yeah. we go. What's up, bud? Hi. Hi. Hi, there we go. Uh, what's going on, guys? I've been a big fan, multi-time fan. Um, Thank you. It's funny. It's funny. I actually want to disagree with you guys about the, specifically just the two-point conversion one. Um, it's, nothing, it's nothing to do with analytics, but um, Don, you mentioned early on about the momentum that the Lions got from the Tampa Bay not getting the two, but you're not mentioning, you're not thinking about what the momentum can be or the pressure that would be created for the Lions if the Bucks were to get that two-point conversion. It's more about what I can get or, or, or more about what can go right, not so much about what can go wrong in that situation. And from the Bucks' standpoint, if we're not good enough to get one of two two-point conversions, we don't really deserve to win. And then you also mentioned the uh, overtime stuff. If I'm the the better team, I want to go to overtime. I'm not scared of it. If I'm trying to steal a game, I don't want to go to overtime. I want it to end right there, and I want to walk away. Like, how the hell did we do that? So that's now, You know thought. what? I, I definitely agree with that part of it, Ty. But the way I look at it, if they got that eight-point, right, if they got the, the two-point conversion, they're down by six. 
I just think that yeah. Detroit's defense plays at a different level, much more stout. They might not be as stout if they're just down by seven, but down by eight, there was no pressure at all. I mean, why, why, why don't you put the seven points up, and then when you score, put the pressure on them on the two-point conversion? Here's why I don't agree with the premise of the call, which was your Don was thinking about it only from the perspective of if it fails, not if it succeeds. If it succeeds, they still need a touchdown. Your your defensively doesn't really change anything for you. You're up a score. You could still give up a field goal, but you can't give up a touchdown. Like I just don't think. uh, Yes, of course it would it would give them a little extra momentum to be down six instead of seven, but not enough, Michael, that it's worth the risk. It's risk versus reward for me. Now, to me, momentum is a reason not to do it. I don't want to give them momentum. I'm not I'm not doing it to gain any momentum. I'm doing it because I want to try to avoid overtime. So if you're trying to avoid overtime, kick the extra point, get the touchdown, then go for two the second time, then you avoid overtime. Yeah, because you put all the pressure on yourself after mix, missing the two-point conversion. Now when you score a touchdown, the, the weight of the world is to just tie. To just tie. And I do agree with a tie, no pun intended, that if you're the underdog, as Tampa Bay was, I don't want to go into overtime. Lions are better than me. So yeah, you want to But why do it then? Why not do it when you score the te- second touch? It doesn't make sense. And Vegas's head would have exploded if they made that two-point conversion because the line was six and a half. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I would not have done it. But for my pick, Michael, oh, I would have benefited from it if they got it. Then they would have lost the game by six, and I would have, I would have been able to pick up that point. You know, so, but I, I still look at it. I, I don't know. I mean. You got you know these these analytic people are just ridiculous. Where you're like, oh, you're ignorant. Am I really ignorant? Really? Uh, so so the numbers dictate everything. It's a fifty fifty proposition. You could do all the math you want to do and make the math work for you. But I'm sorry. Sometimes you've got to look at it. And what if I don't get it? What does that put me in? Well, you know what it puts me in having to now go for two in a higher pressure situation at the end of the game. And also, by them stopping me on the two-point conversion, I could be giving them momentum that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Instead of walking, you know, after you score a touchdown, it's the first replay when you come out of the break. You just scored a touchdown, you're back in the game. But when you fail on the two, it's almost like the touchdown didn't happen. Now all it is is they stopped you on the two. I think there's value to the Lions stopping it. And you gave, you handed that to them. And I'm really, again, not sure, all because, oh, I'm the, I'm the underdog. I don't want to go to overtime. Well, if I win the toss and I score a touchdown, the Lions never touch the ball. Or if I lose the toss and I hold you to a field goal, I get the ball back. It's not the old days where it's sudden death. At least I have a chance to get a possession in overtime. So I'm not sure why we're so deathly afraid of going to overtime. And also, you when the other team scores in overtime, you got four, you have four downs to play with. You don't have three like the team that gets the ball first. They can't go four downs every time. Every time the second team has four downs because it's the end of the game. If not, so there's a little bit of advantage if the other team scores first with a, with a field goal because you have four downs per possession rather than three. Right. Let's go to uh, Patrick and Mayapak. Patrick. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Excellent. Um, I just want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit and try to connect them to the Miami Heat, if you just bear with me. Okay. Um, it seemed that this season, Kansas City knew that they weren't going to catch the Ravens as they were definitely going for the one seed in the AFC. So it seemed like they were kind of pulling back. And I want to say, 
you know, not trying their hardest in the games, but they seem they just wanted to get to the playoffs, as we see with the Miami Heat and a couple of years ago playoffs. They just wanted to get there and then beat those teams in the postseason. Um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the guys at the hop, they know they can perform in February. Um, so it seemed like they were just trying to get there. And the Ravens were far ahead in the one. And the yeah, Chiefs but I'll were tell you what, I, I, don't, I don't hate your premise, Patrick, but you you don't think they wanted to play that game yesterday in Arrowhead? So I, I don't think I, they wanted to go that far. I know they wouldn't have uh, caught the Ravens. I just think I, that they they stumbled this year because they're trying to in, I, they're, they're trying to put new players I, in place I, and trying to make up for the loss of Tyree Kill and and players like that. And here here's the case: I don't think they're as good as they used to be, but they're still very good. And they still have a winning attitude, and they could still win games, and they still have Buffalo's number. They go out there and lose by two touchdowns against Baltimore. I wouldn't be shocked. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if they won either, but I don't think this is a case of not caring about the regular season. I think, Michael, you're right. They were going through some adjustments, but you know they were, they were home in a hostile environment going up against a Miami team that just wasn't ready for that game. And they won the Super Bowl last year, and thank you for the phone call, Pat. They won the Super Bowl last year, and if you remember Steve Young, oh, we miss him, Steve Young, right? Mm-hmm. He said that they could be done the way they looked in the beginning, right? They, they, they're just not the same team. That Patrick Mahomes is not the same guy. They they find their way after right. all. Well, you know one thing that we didn't bring up about that game yesterday? The clear forward pass that Josh Allen had in that first drive when they scored. Well, why didn't Andy Reid challenge that? I don't know if it was. Um, Romo made it seem it, like it. It wasn't, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. I mean, it was worth a challenge. I think Romo was right about that. But I don't think it was clear. You thought, thought it, was it was clear? I thought it was pretty clear. that it, Because in real time, I, I didn't think there was any question. But when they showed it, he, he threw the ball forward after crossing the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I thought if you... First of all, remember, on the field, they called it legal. Right. So it would need to be irrefutable to overturn it. I think they would have seen that it was lateral. I don't know. But, but either... I just love the play from Josh Allen. You may be right, Michael, and it is weird to not even try because it's a huge play. Yeah. Coaches, dude, it's amazing considering how like how few of these jobs are and how sacred it is and how great these guys are supposed to be. Isn't it amazing the amount of things that NFL coaches miss week to week that like an average Joe would see differently? But you know what? The average Joe doesn't have everything pulling on them. I mean, the, the, the amount of responsibility they have on the field. I don't know how yeah. they do it. Some of these plays, they might not even see it. Like, yeah, you know, um, they may not be passionate about it because they actually were having a conversation in that moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it, Mike. I, I I don't know if they win the challenge. It's it's really is it irrefutable? Really, no, That's it's, the thing. it's not. You you said, uh, oh boy, I, it's tough. I I, I I if I if I'm Andy Reid, I can't I can't use the challenge for that. You know, the, you're still the Bills even after the play are still in minus territory because they they tackled them at what the 40 yard line. It it was a nice play. And it would have been nice to win the challenge, but I don't know if he could have said him to himself, I'm definitely winning this challenge. You know what I think definitely is going to happen right now? Hmm. Peter has something to tell us. There you go. Something. And, and afterwards, I have something else I want to say. Interesting. Oh, really? What about oh, Josh Allen? We'll, we'll, yeah. we got till 6.30. Hopefully he got something to say. I, no, no, I do. Hey, guys, this is a BetterHelp commercial message. It's that time of year for resolutions. But what are some of the things you want to keep the same about yourself? And maybe keep the same about your life in 2024. Uh, were you already doing some things well? Don't think new year, new you necessarily. Expand the good in you. Build your strengths and talents. All right, maybe create some more positive goals. Sure. Be more organized. Uh, improve on how we use our time. All those different things. But with better help, 
you can get encouraged to adapt to positive coping skills, create healthy boundaries, and so much more. If you've been considering therapy, you should consider BetterHelp, okay? Give it a try. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Complete a brief online questionnaire. Get matched to a licensed therapist. You can always change therapists at no cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Peter today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Peter today. Hey, New York. It's Peter for Security Dodge, Suffolk County's number one volume Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer. Right now, you can come get some 0%. That's right, 0% for up to 60 months on all new 23 Jeep Compasses, plus up to 25% off MSRP on all new 23 Jeep Gladiators. All during the Starts on the New Sales event, you got to get in there and see Michelle Scalise here. Shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. One thing that I would like to point out, and, and, and sometimes it goes forgotten. Do it. If you score a touchdown in overtime, because of the Bills-Chiefs game from a couple of years ago, you it's not automatically over. You get a chance to score a touchdown to tie it. You can't win just on a tie. And now, they changed that rule just for the postseason. Right. So that, that, that's why it makes even less sense what Todd Ball said. It doesn't make sense to be so deathly afraid of overtime. In the past, right. you lose a coin flip, you could lose your season. That I get. That's been eliminated. You will get the ball no matter what the other team does, whatever it is. And even if they score a touchdown, as I mentioned, you now have four downs each time to get 10 yards, not three like right. the team that got the ball first. So, I mean, the the, the, the being deathly afraid of overtime in the playoffs – does it make sense? Does it make sense? I, 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 I can get it if it's a situation where you don't have a very good defensive team, you're really banged up, uh, the, 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 you're, you just can't stop anybody. Then maybe you say, listen, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble here if we go to overtime. I want to win it now. But I'm still going to want to win it where I can win it. Not start messing with the, with the, with the previous possession. 
All right, you can make that argument. If they had if they had scored the touchdown, kicked the extra point, got the ball back, scored a touchdown, and going for two for the win. That I get it. But, you know, but now we're doing it earlier. So how close are we guys to really just going for two all the time? Why not? Just do it then. Or, or just right. never or how about just never punting? Because hey Michael, the whole idea is I want to bat Aaron Judge second because I can get more at bats. Well, if I if I go for it on fourth down, aren't I producing more plays for me to be able to score more points? Yeah, if I punt the ball away, if I if I don't punt the ball, I'm going to give you excellent field position, but you know what? I'd rather have the extra down. You know, the football has given us four downs. Why am I wasting one of them kicking the ball off to you? I mean, are we going to explain ourselves into just always going for it on fourth down, always getting the two-point conversion? And I had people saying, well, it's no gimme the extra point. I get it, but it's still the the percent everybody's talking about the numbers still way easier to kick an extra point than it is to go for two it's still a 50 50 proposition which i also kind of doubt too is it always 50 50 michael all right maybe maybe the stats tell you it's 50 50 overall the sample size but is it 50 50 in that moment against that team in that building i've talked to people that run the analytics and if it's 51 49 they'll go for it every time because they think that you have an advantage at 51 49 Okay. 50-50 doesn't make sense because why, why would you depend on 50-50? Right. But, everything in life is 50-50. But, not everything. But, in, but I, I'm assuming now, again, you know what happens when you assume, that I know they do this in baseball, Michael. They're taking all the numbers from all the games and all the moments right. and telling you, boom, this is what you should do in that situation. But is every situation created equal? Were the did the Bucks have a fifty percent chance of converting in that moment, in that moment of the game against that specific team? How you're playing in that particular moment? Now maybe the numbers are negligible, and that's what they'll probably tell you. All right, well maybe it's not fifty fifty, but it's still within the realm of us going for it. But I just think in that moment, a coach has to have a feel for how he feels about his team, how he feels about the opposition, and not just look at a card and say, this is where we're supposed to go for two. Not only does it take the fun out of the game, it takes the emotion out of the game. And boy, I think emotion is important. Because if it's all about analytics, does it really matter, Michael, where you play? If it's a dome and it, and the field is no different than any other field you play on in the NFL, yeah, and the right. elements do not come into it. So, if, so you're telling me that there's there, there's no advantage. The the Buccaneers play in in Tampa, Florida, where the weather's always gorgeous. The Lions play in a dome. So, so the elements don't matter. So, so why is it that you want to play at home? Because of the emotion of the crowd, how loud the crowd is. There's, there's emotion that comes into getting a chance to play at home, an advantage that's created that goes beyond the numbers, man. Like, so can we stop with the analytics? It's football, for God's sakes. Football Mondays on 98.7 ESPN are brought to you by Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to learn how you can have the Slomans Shield professionally installed Slomans. free. Slomans, the difference is human. Do it. All right, so... Um, I want to get into something that I got into on social media yesterday. Oh, I can't wait. I don't want to get into a hissing match or anything like that. Oh. Or the other one. What do you mean? Well, there's hissing and then there's what it really I don't is. Want to do, I, I don't Neither want to do anything one. like that. Right. Okay. Now, I, I, now just, I, know you, I don't want you to do that either, but I... Well, Looks like we're easy going to do it. No, she's going to respond and then I just, you know... I want a chance to. I I may want to. You do can a little, say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I may want to hiss a little more. I, Peter Rosenberg, may want to hiss more than Michael K. Go ahead. But make it clear that it's you. Oh, okay. absolutely, I have to. So, um, in the New York Post, um, and this is not a conversation that I'm having for the first time. It's a conversation that I had via text with Phil Musnick uh, after I posted on Twitter defending myself that a quote that he had attributed to me was inaccurate, at worst made up, or 
um, taken from somebody else and put on my name. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that, you know, e- even if he, you know, actually has a retraction on Friday, people read it yesterday and that's what's going to be in their mind. They might not see the retraction on Friday. But he said that, you know, when we had the Would You Wednesday um, thing on Wednesday, where I said, you might want to, if you have a kid in the car, you might want to tune out for a couple of minutes, which I thought was very responsible. I, I thought so, too. I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do that. So it wasn't in your face. And I love the, the pearl clutchers that was just aghast at it. Well, you know what? I warned you, number one. So if you're so offended by something of that sort. Even though none just, of it was that bad. None yeah. of it was that bad. Just shut the radio off. And if you don't want to come back, you don't come back. And if you do, you do. So if you stood there and listened, then you're really not much, that much of a, a pearl clutcher anyway. But anyway, in, in uh, the first question that I asked was, would you rather have great sex only one time in your life? or mediocre sex every day for the rest of your life. Somehow, that was conflated, and this is in quotes, by the way, in Phil's story on Sunday. Well, what does quotes mean, Michael? Quotes means that this is exactly what I said. Got it, okay. Sure. All right? Uh, he leads into the segment's debut question this past Wednesday following Kay's read of a come-on for sports betting operation predicated on listeners losing their money had Kay asked co-host Don LeGreco and Peter Rosenberg this. Now, first of all, Phil seems to have a problem with announcers reading um, advertisements about gambling. It's not black tar heroin. Gambling is legal. And if you check your newspaper, it's got pages and pages of football betting that I use all the time on Fridays and I give them credit. It's in your paper. It's everywhere and it's legal. I'm not advertising black tar heroin. Also, later on in the story, he says, Kay continues to be an ESPN shill as he brings in Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky could work for Yahoo, I would have him on. He's a great guest. I have never been told by ESPN, you have to have this person on. We have on ESPN guests because we can get them. Not because we're told to shill for ESPN. We get them when we want them. We can get one when we want them. But before you continue to the main point here, on those those two notes, number one, it's already disingenuous whenever he refers to gambling advertising as predicated on listeners losing their money. Everyone knows what gambling... He implies that it's almost... Like it's a fraud, like it's illegal, like it's not right. real, like it's not real gambling. It's just people getting ripped off. So number one, that's already always somewhat dishonest when he says that. And number two, Michael, even though that is not why we have Dan Orlovsky or other past ESPN guests on our show, why does he always act as if it would be weird or criminal for an ESPN radio show to have ESPN guests on, even if it were to promote why would that be so why does he act like that's villainous i don't get it It, it, we are an espn radio station if if we could have on um phil sims i'd have on phil sims that he's not allowed to be on the show yeah most of the time when we when we try to get somebody that works for another company they can't come on because they've got an exclusivity right like with the company they work for go on the thing so is fox a shill when they put on a fox guy or is cbs a shill when they put on cbs guy anyway this this is all a small part of it right okay but the thing that got me was he said that i said would would they would you two guys rather have quote and i'm not going to say the name because i don't say this guy's name Great sex with a former um, radio host on FAN. You could say his name, Peter. Or mediocre sex with Halle Berry. And then he writes clever stuff, huh? I never said that. I never came close. 
at any point in the discussion about saying it ever once ever once do you, michael do, this is interesting here do you want to hear what actually aired Yes, please. Oh, to hear how wrong it is? Maybe yeah. somebody could hear it for the first time. All right, so someone someone wake up Phil from his nap and tell him to listen. This is what well, actually... Let's not be nasty Sorry. about it. We're just trying to correct something Sorry. here that right. was, I mean, right. that I think borders on libel. You're right. Sorry. This That was Peter Rosenberg who was saying that. And let me, let's play. This is the clip of what actually happened last Wednesday. Would you rather have the best sex of your life for one night only hmm. or mediocre sex every day for the rest of your life? <laughs> You said terrible. You went full you got, on The terrible. only way to make this work is you got to picture somebody in your... I have a picture of somebody in my head. Back in sale. I don't hate her. No, no. I, thought, I thought this was the second one. No, I think it's better that if you envision the person you hate. Right, Michael? Because mm-hmm. we already know that if it's with somebody that you, you already think is gorgeous, you, you're, you're going to be good. All right, so you're saying, would I rather have sex with Craig Carton, but it's fantastic? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, but go ahead. Or... Sex with Halle Berry, but it's mediocre at best. Right. So, so in this, I'm clip, going with the bad sex with Halle over the great sex. Really? With Car- yeah, I don't want to have sex with Craig Carden. Here, I just don't. Here, here is here is a, a, a great breaking news. It was Peter who said it. Wow. Now I wouldn't tell Phil that. I wouldn't tell him because it's very rarely available. It's on the app. But I said that's not what I said. Right. I mean, there's actually me, me saying that's not what I said. Take the L, Phil. In in the thing, I say it, and you go, "That's not what I said." <laughs> you said that's not what right. I said. And in then the I clip. sent I sent Oof. this out on Oof. on X or Twitter. What's written below in the New York Post sports by Phil Mushik was absolutely never asked by me. Anyone who listened to that segment knows I never said that. I guess one of his sycophants who reported to him got it wrong because Phil is too fine a reporter to whiff this embarrassingly. Now, Phil and I had a long back and forth, and it was respectful, and I'm not going to read it because it's not meant to be, it wasn't on the record. Right. But essentially, uh, he said that my tweet was disingenuous, absolving me of all blame of the of the uh, the segment, I don't I don't need to absolve myself. And I love the the pearl clutchers out there because some of them got involved on X. Oh, you just want ratings? Oh, really? You think we want ratings? All right, you got to figure Gee, it out. What a shock! <laughs> what a shock! Have you listened to the shows that have gone against us that actually have had better ratings than us that go down in the gutter filth? And you, gee, you guys just want ratings? You think? You think? You bunch of clowns? You think we want ratings? And I'm sorry, the the, 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 the the bar has been lowered. It's a lot more lowbrow than it used to be. It's not Art Rush Jr. It's not Bill Mazur. It's not. So you're trying to serve two masters. You're trying to be respectful, and then you're trying to push the envelope a little bit. And that's why I said, if you have kids in the car, it might be a good time to shut the radio off. By the I way, think that was incredibly responsible. By the way, me too. Uh, that's the thing. It's, by the way, it wasn't. It's it, whenever we do it, it's not that risque a segment, well, and yet you still did that, and that is not enough. But again. I don't think Phil knows that because I don't think Phil ever heard the segment, which is ultimately what this comes down to, Michael, the, the lack of responsibility to write something without hearing See, that's the point. Because you could clearly hear it was my voice and not yours. Because he's entitled to his opinion, and I, I really don't care what he thinks at all, but the obligation as a journalist is to get the quote right and to listen to it. And he didn't. But, because but, if he listened to it, he would known that it was you who said it. And then Michael actually, in the in the, in the the cut, said, I didn't say that. I, I think I said I absolutely didn't say right, that. Right. So, and I, I never have mentioned that person's so, name on the air. So all we ask is they report what you want. Have your own opinion. It's a free country. Just get it right. 
and, and a couple of years ago, I decided because I would go back and forth with Phil because I, I think Phil's engaging with. I, I've, I've broken bread with Phil, and, and let me tell you one thing. You know, you talk about performance art. I've been out with Phil Mustick. He's funny. He tells jokes. He has a good time. This guy knows how to have fun. Okay, not at his college. No way in this world that Phil Mushnick was offended by that segment. There's just no way. There's just no way. And I know what's going to come on Friday. I get it. I'm the voice of the Yankees. How could I stoop that low? Mel Allen would have never done that. Mel Allen didn't have a, a talk radio show. I get all of it. I know. I straddle this, this tightrope every single day of my life. I get it. I've accepted it. It's the life I've chosen. But if I say something terrible, then you have the right to rip me. But you don't have the right to write something in quotes that I never said. I'm sorry. I never said it. And, and to say that I co-signed on it because Don and Peter spoke about it, yeah, I co-signed on it. I, I'm the one who came up with the the, the, the the segment, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's having a little fun, a little wink-wink. Everybody plays that game off the air. If you hear the version that we play off the air, that would get us fired. It's, it's uh, Michael, I think you handled this very respectfully, and I'm just, I'm not shocked to... And this is Peter Rosenberg speaking. Um, I'm not shocked to see it. Um, Phil has been lazily beating the same drums in his column every week now, going back 30 years now. I mean, so I guess this week he he hasn't gotten into his obligatory. We'll be there soon, guys. Countdown to when he starts writing about Usher doing the Super Bowl halftime and how it's some filthy sex show because Roger Goodell doesn't care about the NFL. Or in three days when he decides to bring up Doug Adler getting fired again, he has the same notes he has to hit all the time. He's not pushing himself. He's not intellectually curious. He's being a lazy writer. And that's the the sad part who are you mad at because you're really mad because you're not doing the work you're not interested anymore you're you're regurgitating and he did it this time and guess what when when journalists get lazy michael we know what happens you get caught slipping and he got caught slipping this week he comp- he put in quotes something that someone didn't say it's the most basic thing you cannot get right uh, cannot get wrong as a writer again that was peter and when Peter and Don say something, I know that it's under the banner of the Michael K. Show. They're equal co-hosts to me. Thank you. It was somebody else's idea to name the show the Michael K. Show, not mine. They are equal partners in all of this. When they say something, they're saying it. I have no control over what they say. None. Yeah. And by the way, he has no problem randomly ripping me when it's not even about the show. So I don't know why he missed but, it there. But I guess but, he just didn't hear it. But Michael hit on something important, too. You know, like Michael's a shill for having on Orlovsky. We have meetings. We decide equally. And if Peter and I didn't want Dan Orlovsky on, he wouldn't be on. Like so, this whole idea that like Michael's my boss. Like, what do you, Phil? What do you like, my mom? That I have to ask Michael for vacation? I have independent thought. Peter has independent thought. We have an equal vote on who's on the air, who's not on the air, what direction we decide to go. So the name may tell you something, but if you listen to the show, you would know. The whole idea is, you know what? Poke fun, rip us, hate us. All we ask is that you listen. If you're going to write ripping. That's and, it. And, and I, 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 decided, I told Phil this a couple of years ago. I was never going to argue with him about like his opinion of my work. He doesn't like my work, and frankly, I don't care anymore. I've gotten over it. I've grown up a little bit. I have the security of 32 years in the booth of the Yankees and 22 years doing this radio show. I'm cool. But when you, when you put something on that, and you know that the person that's mentioning that is going to have fun with it, like I said his name, which I never did. 
So that puts me in that unenviable position. That's Sorry. all I argued with. But the, the other stuff, gambling's legal, Phil. Read your newspaper. It's legal. I'm not forcing anybody to bet. I'm reading the ads. He, he, he gets me on, on Yankee games, too, because I actually do the FanDuel read about, all right, at this point, you could bet this or that. Like, I'm forcing somebody to bet. It's not heroin. It's, it's actually legal in this country. You would think and somebody. And the thing with the ESPN shill, those are the guests that we get. Those are the guests that we get. We're not told to put them on. They happen to be good guests. Dan Orlowski's a great guest. Steve Young used to be an unbelievable guest. That's why they're on. And we have we have writers from your paper on, like Joel Sherman, who's a great guest, and John Heyman, who's a great guest. We're not told to put them on. We try to get the best guests that are available to us. But Michael, uh, but I just want to just riddle me this: if we find out there's an ESPN thirty for thirty coming out, and I and we just say, you know what, we should get the director of that thirty for thirty on. Does that make us bad or the show invalid? No, I don't. Think I don't so. understand. Like that just doesn't make sense. I can't. Um, he's been around so long. I don't know how he doesn't get basic tenets of the industry that are not problematic. Well, I, he get he gets them. He just doesn't agree with them. He just doesn't agree with them. He want to know how the business works, though. Dude, if you're going to write a column about the business, I mean, listen, we Don, you give Al Michaels a hard time for not putting in the effort anymore. Phil checked out twenty years ago. The 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 the, the thing that gets me, and we got we have to we have to break the pearl clutchers that I'm talking about. On the other station, right? They used to have on porn stars. Oh, they, Wag Wednesday. Porn stars. Were they clutching their pearls then? You bunch of hypocritical phonies. There's, that, there's no way that what we did on Wednesday could have offended you that much. And again, just a clue. You have freedom of choice in this country. Just turn the radio off if it bothered you that much. And you were warned that it was going to be a little off color. And you still stayed around. That's your bad. If that bothered you and made you clutch your pearls that much, that's on you. And this isn't short, Phil. He's writing a column about it. So he wanted to hear what it was about. But the people that are so upset. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. It was. Don't listen. It's a beautiful, beautiful deal that we have. If you don't like what we're talking about, turn it off. Tell us about FanDuel, Peter. Well, that's something I will do, and you need to keep it on when I talk about FanDuel. I know for I know for a fact, Phil Mushnick, very into this. So let me talk to you, sir. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs on the sidelines, Phil, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, how about this? Bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Now, you guys know how I did this year. That's right. I'm your champion. And I'm telling you right now, early in this week, I like the Baltimore Ravens. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Peter to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Peter. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for the gambling problem. Call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. To Football Monday with the Michael K Show, presented by Infinity and Slowmans. Hey, ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson, an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jet Star wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. An evening with Garrett Wilson is brought to you by Corona and Sansone. Auto Mall. 1-800-919-3776. What was that, Pete? I said you don't know. We don't know. Oh, I do know. Robin Monroe, I know, is next. Mike, Dom, Pete, my guys. How you guys doing? Good. How about you? Good. So, listen, I, to your point before, you guys are consummate professionals. The Would You Wednesday bit is great. It's never been inappropriate. Dan Orlovsky's a great guest. If you want to look into something that I think may be affecting the ratings, Hmm. It's ever since you guys put on Michelle Scalisi and her come get some. That come thing is like get some. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's nails on chalkboard. Hmm. It makes people want to switch to the other channel. I don't know what kind of money they're paying you guys, but I'm telling you, I don't think it's worth it. Well, I think I'll she's on the other station too. Well, she's so. on the other station too, Rob. So thank you. Very and she does a great job. I get a little bit of a hint about things like, you know, I, w- I was going through the responses to, you know, the, the tweet I sent out saying that the quote was not me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, well, this show's gone downhill uh, when, when Peter started getting political. <laughs> and I wanted to I, I don't answer back people on Twitter anymore because that that's a that's a lose lose. But here's what it comes down to. See, see if you co-sign this, Peter. All right, I'll try. It's not that Peter's political. It's that he's not the side that you want him to be. Correct. That you That's assume. it. Because that I don't think assume. people care about politics. political. They care about if you don't agree with their side. So if you perceive Peter to be one side politically, then the other side, and by the way, Peter does not flaunt his politicism, and, and I'll tell you another thing, he doesn't hide it on social media on a Hot 97, so you have that in your mind when you listen. We don't right. talk politics on here. It's but, fake news. But you, you, what you're doing is you have a certain mindset that you think he's that way, and you don't like that way. And that's cool, but don't say it's because Peter started becoming political. Peter started becoming political that's not in agreement with you. That's and, the key. And, and really, 
it became political. I didn't become political. I've always been political in other parts of my life. Right. On this show? Well, never. I mean, I mean, there may be issues that come up that relate to social issues that they're on a different side than I am. The turning point was that sports became very political. So certain things came up on the show where we were forced maybe to show our hand. The, the, and this, the, and it's the been before point COVID. was COVID, though. No, I, which led to the I, vaccine. I, I I'm believe, telling you, I know you're I believe, going. I know where you're going. I believe the turning point. I know was Kaepernick. Yeah, that got the ball rolling, and then COVID, and then the vaccine, and then what happened in Minnesota. There, there were things that happened, and then sports was involved. But Kaepernick really got it go. Really started to open the conversation yeah. where people started taking sides, and then because it was a sports figure, a guy that played in a Super Bowl, well, then we had to give our leanings, and that's when everything started getting created. So it wasn't that Peter all of a sudden became political; it all of a sudden sports became political, and people just assume that because I'm friends with Colin Kaepernick, work with his wife. You know, and I'm going to be in Spike Lee's doc series talking about him. Ooh. Think he's a lovely guy. <laughs> you guys think you know how I feel about this. You have no idea what I say. Maybe when I see Cap in real life, I'm arguing what you think. You don't know. And, and, and also, everybody, just be honest with yourselves. He got too political. Just admit he got too political to the side that you don't agree with. So you went to another station where you feel the host are more toward your leanings. That's it. Because, you know what? We were number one in the market before all of this started to happen. Number one. Then COVID happened. People ducked out of their, their cars. They were at home. So well, we were number on yes. one in COVID. In yeah, the start we were number COVID, one during COVID. year or something like that? Right. And then on Yes, our ratings went sky high because people said, wow, it's a great show. And we could see these three good looking guys, too. Great point. So we, we do great that numbers. That's not true. Great numbers on Yes. And the show that beat us got zeros on SNY. Zeros. It's called Hash Marks. So, I mean, let's really bring it out here, what's what's really going on. I love it. I, yeah, but Don, you know Don and I are ready to do it, to talk about the truth. Because that is the truth. You can, you can hang on the rim. The show that ended up beating us, we beat them the second book that they had. And then ever, the, world, the world changed. Sorry. Sorry. You want to accept it or not? But our bosses are happy. We all signed new contracts, so something must be okay. I know. It's weird because we, we do our events. The, the events are bigger than ever. Phone lines as jammed as they ever were. Everything feels great, but you talk to these people, you think we're living in a completely different world. But no, thank you for pointing that way out. I, I, pointing that out because I'm tired of hearing people. I mean, obviously, I get these messages every day about how political I am, and I'm like, what show is that? Because no, I just, swear, just don't agree with them. That's all. The only thing that's political that I say on the show is like. Uh, my, my, me fighting with Michael about baseball. I don't want to talk as much baseball. Like I don't know what we're even talking about. So, well, um, I'm sorry if 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 you don't want to gamble, don't listen to this next ad. Okay, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Well, the top seeds make it to the big game. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code EMPIRE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code EMPIRE. The crown is yours. You must be 21-plus and physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. 
One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.